Halloween. I can't hear you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we forgot to record a warning. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So that's why this sounds different. Yes. Okay. So warning. Hey, guys. Hey. This is a murder podcast. It's about murder. Death. Someone gets murdered. Ooh, especially in this episode. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone gets real murdered, unalived. Yep. So if you're not into that thing, like, just don't. Don't listen. It's mm-hmm. okay. You don't have to be into it, but this ain't the podcast for you. It says it in the title, just another murder cast. Also, our um, language. It's a little spicy. Colorful. And you know. Like, Unique. Yeah. Um, like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> sailor. Um, not approved by our families, but like sometimes we just get so excited and into it. We just can't help it. Right. So Not father approved. But no. So if you have little ears. Mm. probably shouldn't let them listen to it but if they do that's fine that's on you boo you do right? you i ain't judging don't you don't blame us for Mm-mm. your kids use of the word fuck yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep we're talking about death or murder okay yeah, that's not our fault but listen no judgment here you do you we love you no matter what yeah just be careful yeah warning this is this is your warning this is it that's all you get that's all we get okay bye <laughs> i have to edit that part out because you're yeah. not going by <laughs> I'm good. Leave it in. We're not leave going it by. Leave okay, it in. Hello. Here is the podcast now. <laughs> Boop. Hello. Hello. And welcome back to just another murder cast. Yay, Yay jam. jam. That one didn't go as well. <laughs> no. No, it didn't. Um, can you believe we're back this soon? I'm I'm shocked. When was the last day? Wednesday? Or yeah. Thursday? One of those days. Um, on my phone. Uh, yeah. So said, we're going to do a murder tonight. I'm like, isn't that like a monthly thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting better. Um, I'm super, super excited about mine today. Like I went hardcore Beth on this one. I got all the deets. Good. I did a short one to make up for your long one. <laughs> okay, good. I like fretted. I was like, okay, two podcasts. Should we do one podcast? Should we do... Mine's so we long, do? we should make it into one. I think. I guess we'll just time it. Well, mine's so short, it can't be its own. It could be a bonus. Oh. It could, but it's good. That makes it even better for a bonus. Shut mm-hmm. up. Let me do what I want. Or it makes it into the next one. <laughs> with, with our own special episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Hi, I'm Haley. Hi, I'm Beth. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, but I have comments. Oh, tell me comments. Oh, we had missed. Sorry, you go ahead. No, you go because you won't remember. And we I will. had missed. We ha- well, we have it happened. <laughs> we missed a review on iTunes last time. Did we? Yeah. You go ahead and I'll pull it up. Okay. So mine has nothing to do with the podcast. Just oh. a little. Just a little fun fact. Fun fact. Um. Did you know that Dr Pepper is supposed to be warmed? Like, like when you take those shots? No. Like, the entire drink is supposed to be warmed. Like, hot? Yeah. Does it still have bubbles? I don't know. I've never done it. Why is it? Why? So, apparently, like, in the 60s or the 50s or the 70s or sometime before now, mm-hmm. um, Coke sales, you know, soda, soda pop. Soda? They uh, went down. And so, they um, marketed Dr. Pepper as a warm holiday drink. Well, now I'm going to have to try it warm. I know. I kind of want to, too. Yeah. Haley might be an alcoholic because <laughs> she said, you're supposed to drink it warm. She's like, when in shots? And shots? I like the Dr. Pepper shot, but I guess that doesn't have Dr. Pepper and it's just supposed to taste like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Oh. But one of them is called Spicy Cherry Cola. Which one is that? That's, oh, that's I, Mr. Pibb. Okay. 
But I did not know that Dr. Pepper is supposed to be warm. Well, now a, we there's a um, local brewed soda company they'll put on all the dishes right now. Like they make their own Coke? Yeah. Oh, we and should try that. They have a tasting room. Oh, do they have alcohol in them? No, this Unfortunately. is a this is a Coke company, not an alcohol company. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. Well, bring sorry. your little baby shot. So sorry. <laughs> okay, so we missed a um a review. It's called Love, Love, Love. For, oh, it's April Irvin. Mm-hmm. It says Love, Love, Love. Thank you for keeping me laughing during work. Aww. So five stars, and we appreciate it, April. I can't believe we missed that last time. Thank you. So leave us your reviews because we like to read them. Yeah, it makes do. us feel like we're being heard. It makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're five stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't have any other comments other than that. Other than my, that and your Dr. Pepper comment. Okay, well. I'm just proud of us for being back. I am too. I'm, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I really am. I didn't think it was going to happen. Even when you text me and we're like, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Or is today Tuesday? Yeah. Even when you text me and we're like Tuesday, I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, okay, so I have this great murder, right? And I'm so pumped about it. But it's going to require more than a few days of research. Yeah. Because I'm so confused about the storyline. Because every storyline you see, it's it's in a different, it's portrayed in a different way. Yeah. Like, not the characters, but like, it comes from this point of view or her point of view or, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, I feel like there's so much information. I want to sit down to put it all together. Yes. And like with mine, I can usually like, so I heard about mom. I don't know how I heard about it for it's on my sighting, but then I wanted to hear another story about it. So I literally like watched videos. I listened to multiple stories on it. I um, Googled it a hundred times. Like, but it's, it's, you're going to, your mind's going to be blown that you haven't heard of this. I'm impressed. Well, I I fretted so bad about what to do, and I have a murder, and I could have made it super long, but it has been done. And I had never heard of it, but there's so many, like, podcasts and articles and stuff about it, so I made it really short, just gave, like, the bare minimum facts mm-hmm. so that it could go with yours and not be a eight-hour-long podcast. That's good because I went into, you know, you, you always go into full detail. Yeah. And I don't because I'm lazy, but I went into like even background information. I didn't, I didn't do that today. See, so we, swapped. we did, we did. And I'm thoroughly, I'm, I'm really excited. Okay. All right. So ready to have your mind blown. Oh, wait, am I doing? Yes. I'll just go. Okay. Okay. No rock, paper, scissors. No rock, okay, paper, scissors. So I'm still winning. I just want you to say it. Can we call this? Okay. Well, we're just going to have to play just because to see who wins. But that's not fair. Repeat it is. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. God I win. damn it! I win. I'm adding it to the tally. It is what it is. I didn't want to play. You did. I won. I it's will never, ever win. I think I did the same one each time, so now you have me figured out. You know. I go in, like, the same order. Obviously yeah. not, because you guys had the same the first one around. Yeah, but I just have to, like, make her think. <laughs> Give her a chance. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> You're going to love this, okay? We've been talking about taking a girl's trip. Yeah. Where? New Orleans. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. okay uh, that's okay. news to Jordan, by the way. I hadn't told him that. Okay. <laughs> so we've just been talking about it. We haven't planned it. Um. Okay. Whew. I need like full attention. They're talking about boobies. Well, he's telling me now that I can't go because I can't show my boobs. I'm not showing my boobs to anyone in New Orleans. Don't nobody want to see my boobs in New Orleans. No, so they fine. don't. Like, whatever. Whatever. Jordan's like, I want to see yours, so at least one person. Okay. 
All right, everybody, I need full attention. Okay, I'm this here. This is this is crazy. Why do I keep <clears> turning? Like your chair? Yeah, it is. It's Jordan. Oh. Okay, October 17th, 2006. Ooh. Yeah, you haven't heard of this. Okay. I guarantee you haven't. New Orleans police get a call from the Omni Royal Hotel saying a patron had jumped from the deck. When police arrived, they asked the bartender of the pool deck what happened. He said, around 5 p.m. that day, a man came and opened a tab and started drinking. He was weary of the man because he seemed to, like, pace around a lot. Just seemed a little sketchy. But his instinct was that, uh, he's going to skip out on this bar tab, right? Yeah. So he was, like, keeping that eye. Yeah. Around 8.30, he started pacing again and climbed the railing and just jumped. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did skip the bar tab. He mm-hmm. did. He skipped out on that bar tab. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he landed on the parking deck of the building next to them, and it was five stories down, dying instantly. When New Orleans detective Tom Morovich went to the body, which was lying face up, nothing looked damaged on him except for the blood, so he landed face up. Um, just blood coming out of his mouth and, like, the back of his head. Yeah. But other than that, like, unscathed. Yeah. Well, he wasn't unscathed. He was dead. But yeah, you know. anyway. Um, they noticed a plastic bag in his pocket containing dog tags and a note. The dog tags gave the name of Zachary Morgan Bowen. And before we get farther into the contents of the bag, we're going to dive back into Zach's past. Okay. Zach Bowen was born to parents Jack and Lori. They were your typical 70s hippies who they wanted to travel and live a free life. Mm-hmm. So they packed their kids Um Zach and Jed into a VW van, van and traveled around just like visiting friends and like living that free, free lifestyle. All right. You know, you know, you do you. World peace. They settled uh, eventually in Wimpy Island near Seattle, Washington. Wimpy Island. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, about five years later, the parents got divorced because the dad preferred to do some drinking with his friends instead of being part of the family. You know, yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Lori grabbed Zach and the younger brother, Jed, and moved to California while the dad stayed in Washington. Zach was known as the class clown, loved heavy metal and grunge. He was actually really popular. Um, he, during his teenage years, he decided he wanted to go live with his dad because he was 6'10". He's tall. Tall. Okay. Tall. So like at that age, when you're a teenager too, you're in that weird lanky state, you know? Yeah. So he had like a bad experience at like a prom or something and decided he wanted to go live with his dad. Uh, but before the move, Jack decided, I am, Jack was like a trained himself to be a bartender. Okay. So he went on a road trip with a bunch of his friends, going to different cities to be bartenders at wherever the party was at. He could mm-hmm. just follow the party. The last stop was New Orleans, um, and he loved it. So he's like, I'm fucking staying. Yeah. So okay. Zach ended up going to New Orleans. Um, he did not fit in like he thought he would there. So he dropped out of school because, um, you know, being 6'10", like, just again, awkward. Yeah. But this is when he kind of, like, as soon as he dropped out, he hit, like, 17, 18. And when he, when he grew into himself. Yeah, like, finally started filling out. Filling out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, attractive man. Okay. okay. Like, size 17 shoe, attractive, tall, big. What does it matter what his size shoes are? Even? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, if you see this big old guy, like, that's an attention grabber. Right? If he had, like, a size 8, it'd be weird. <laughs> size 7? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, why you got baby feet? Right, you're so tall. Right. Yeah, I was thinking it was about his penis size. No, God. No, that's not what women think about. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So he grabbed all the attention, right? Um, everybody loved him. He, men, yeah. women, everybody wanted to be with him. Yeah. 
He loved to party in the French quarters, which okay. is <laughs> love so much. And eventually landed himself a job at one of those like to go drink places. Okay, yeah. You know, because like you can literally just walk up to a bar, grab a drink, and go. Yeah. So they have like the to go ones, like they do on I think it was Okaloosa Island. You can go to the liquor stores and they have to go drinks. And yeah, mm, that's cool. delish. Um, this is where he met his future wife, Lana Shupak. She was a stripper. Oh, I'm in love with, with a stripper. She rocks and she okay. And uh, she was in New Orleans vacationing with her friends, meeting Zach on the first night. So like she became like sketchy with her friends because she wanted to spend all this right. time with him. Yeah. After returning home, he begged her to come back. So a few weeks later, she came to see him again, um, where they fell in love. How sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so she moved. He talked her into moving there. After a while of them dating, mm-hmm. Lana Lana found out that he was only eighteen. Wow. How old was she? She was twenty-eight. Ooh. And she was pissed. Okay. I can't imagine. Pissed. She tried to back away a little bit. Uh, like separate herself but soon after she found out she was pregnant <gasps> oh my god Ooh, i'm oh having a child with a child <laughs> with a child Shit. okay so this was the end of 1996 she decided she was not gonna tell him um because like what 18 year old's gonna you know right um but in march of 97 she was like okay i'm gonna go ahead and tell him she went ahead and told him but she's like i'm gonna leave it up to you yeah if you want to be involved or not um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push this on you Um, He was really excited and he said he was committed, but she still kind of kept her distance. She didn't even call him when she went to labor. She had one of her friends call him a few weeks after (gasps) to tell him that she had had the baby. She lived in New Orleans then. But before she could even like get out of the shower, he was was at the door like ready to jump in. Ready to be a dad. Yep. Um, His first first name was Jackson. Um, He took his role as a dad pretty seriously. This made Lana kind of soften up towards him. And she decided, like, let's give this relationship another try. Okay. This, like, basically mother-daughter relationship, or mother-son relationship. Mother-son relationship. Let's do mm-hmm. it. So he actually worked multiple jobs to take care of his family most of the time. But every now and then, he would um, still go out partying with his friends, eventually getting arrested for possession of paraphernalia. Okay. But those charges got dropped because his friends admitted, finally admitted that those were theirs, not his. Okay. Can't even legally drink yet. Right. <laughs> he eventually talked Lana into marriage using health insurance as an explanation because one of his jobs had good health insurance. But, like, do you blame her? No. Because with health insurance the way it is now, like, you could come to me and be like, hey, I don't have a job. I'm a piece of shit. But like, I got good health insurance. I'd be like, sign yes. me up. <laughs> sign oh, yes. me up. How much is that copay? <laughs> yes. Yes, honey. I mean, I'm at the strip club. That's pretty good health benefit. <laughs> Like regular testing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. So they got married not long after finding out she was pregnant again. Okay, well, we're still doing it. Mm-hmm. All with, right. With their daughter, Lily. After the birth of Lily, he decided that joining the Army would be better for his family and his future. Okay, well, at least he's trying. Mm-hmm. So in 1999, he enlisted. Then in 2000, he was deployed to Germany, joining the military police that were responsible for responsible for patrolling of course he was just as popular as his fellow soldiers and locals uh they were deployed to kosovo patrolling the capital city where he discovered the dangers of his job making friends with the locals and finding out like the next couple days that they were murdered because they weren't allowed to be friends with him like there was a child that he gave a toy to 
It's really weird. I do not link military service with dangerous jobs. Well, okay, so at first he was more of like the safer <laughs> side. Does that make sense? Like yeah. he was just doing like the output of stuff, but then had to go on the patrol. Yeah. Also, the war he hadn't. Said, he didn't realize how dangerous his job was. Okay, well, but it was not like. It wasn't. Like, okay, this was, the there was. This is post-2001. This was. I mean, pre-2001. Yeah, so there was no war yet. Yeah. Right? Um, so. Stop being a nerd over there. He. Um, even gave a toy to this kid, but found out the next day that that kid had been murdered because she wasn't supposed to be talking with them. How awful. Yes. Um, because of his size and stature, uh, the shoes, like combat boots, would not fit his size 17. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, so he eventually needed surgery on his hammer toes. They were so bad he couldn't even walk at the time. Uh. Um, he needed surgery, so he got leave to go back home for just a little while where he got to work on himself and his family's relationship. Uh, while he was gone the first time, the wife never filled out the paperwork for her. Lana did not fill out the paperwork for her and the kids to go live with him in Germany. Okay, she didn't want to go. So, yeah, but while he was there, he made sure he did it oh, and okay. talked them into coming. Um, so he brought his family back to Germany with him uh, when his leave was up, but because Lana was a stripper, none of the wives on the base were wanted to be her friend. They had all heard about it. You know what I mean? She had a lot of male friends. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, God. So, no. Germany was just as hard for her because she was kind of isolated. Yeah, that's not fair. Right? Like, why do we care if she's like, a stripper? Is she a nice lady? Right. Is she I mean, a good like, friend? Is she... I mean, who cares? If I had the body, I might be a stripper. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I watched that stripper TikTok. That's good money. That is so that is much. good yes. money. Make that money, honey. They fill a shoebox up in a day, and I'm over here like, can I have a dollar? <laughs> yeah, I would do one of those. Can I have a dollar? I take my clothes off. You pay me to put them back on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so remember, this was two, This is the year 2000. Um, so they were actually in Germany when the attack happened on 9-11. Okay. That's when they realized, like, Lana was in that place, like, oh, this is this is war now. Like, yeah. this isn't just, you this know, his previous. Thing yes. Now, yeah. So um, he was then sent out to Kuwait, where he struggled a lot. He lost more friends. He lost um, more locals. There was a boy that he kind of made, like, friendships with that was a younger kid. He yeah. was, his building was blown up after that. Uh-huh. One of his really good companions um, that was in his, uh, unit was mm. the first woman to die in the war in Iraq. Uh, I wish I had her name because I feel like she deserves it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should look that up. We'll post it later. Yes. Um. So he was also still having issues with his feet. The surgery was not successful. So even walking at some point started to get harder and harder. Yeah. He was eventually moved up to sergeant though. But coming from him, like that's a good, that's good. Yeah. But... Um, and that was just because, like, his devotion. Everybody just loved him so much. But he hated being sergeant. He called himself the B.O.B., which is the back office bitch. Like, he felt like he wasn't doing his duties anymore. Yeah. Of what he had been doing before. Shortly after. Hold on. Oh, okay. Um, thank you. Okay. Elizabeth Nicole Jacobson. Um, She was the first woman to be killed in their unit. Uh, do you know? Does it have their unit name? Unit number? Um, no. Um, in Operation Iraqi in Iraq, right? Yes, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Yes, so that's cool. Thank you. Um, let me see where I was. Um, shortly after. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. So you know his feet were an issue. The surgery wasn't successful. He eventually moved up to sergeant. Shortly after he got um. Like, after this, the sergeant thing, he got word from the state saying that Lana 
mm-hmm. had hep C. She was struggling and he needed to come home because she had to have all these treatments done. He was allowed to go back to Germany uh-huh. to help her with the kids as she underwent treatments, but wouldn't let him stay. But for like a week, she wouldn't let him stay. Or no, they? the army. Yeah. They even had surge. Uh, they even had her surgeons, her doctors and all this write notes to his, you know, chiefs in the army. But they were still like, no, he's got to come back. Yeah. I mean, even the Red Cross wrote documents for the army to let him come home and help with the kids. And they said no. Which really, like, really pissed him off. Yeah. Um, even just, like, she was still having to go through treatments, and they were like, no, sorry. Um, he fell more into, like, a deep depression. And after his deployment, he came back to Germany a whole different person. Lana said, like, he just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. His PTSD and physical disabilities from the war were just kind of taking him down. So this is when he started intentionally failing his PTs. For the army. Yeah. With like sit-ups and running and all this kind of stuff. Like they knew he could do it, but he was. He's like, I don't want to do it. He so. would just pretend like he was failing him, but didn't tell Lana any of this. Like he just wouldn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. So eventually he was being generally discharged in the fall of 2004. Okay. Which not honorably discharged, general discharge with it being like, there was a word. It was like, it's close to dishonorable discharge because yeah. they found out. And Lana was furious. I mean, she was mad as hell. She said, like, he's thrown away everything he's worked for and leaving us with nothing. Again, we're in Germany with nothing. I mean, I get it, though. I mean, I feel bad for him. But then again, like, that's your family. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you got to think about, like, the mental side oh, of it. Yes, I, absolutely. Um, but she packed her shit, left him with the kids in Germany and said, I'm going back to New Orleans. So she send left me, her kids in Germany? Yes. Yeah, send me the boys when I find a place to live in a job. Okay. They returned in December of 2004. Um, she was already seeing somebody else, though, when she picked them up from the airport. But uh, the kids stayed with her. He would stay in a hotel. But um, after him struggling with the hotels and everything, they suggested um, we all move back in together. So, like, he saw this as, like, hope for us. Yeah. He was trying to find work in the process, so he would take care of the boys while she was working during the day until he found his way back into the bars working. Eventually, finding his way into Hogg's Bar in the French Quarter. He became real popular again, where he set his sights on a new woman. All right. Addie Hall. She was a dancer who... Um, like a dancer? dancer, Not like a stripper. I think like she was like, like a creative dancer. dancer. Yes. Um, she would work at the bar randomly. She was known as creative, eclectic woman who made friends very easily, but was spicy and short-tempered. Little little bitty thing, but he was smitten. Yeah. She wasn't interested at the time. Um, mostly, um, but like they were friends. Like, but their common ground was drinking and drugs. They would party. Good, yeah. They became good friends. That's um, a great basis. Yes. Addie was also known as getting really crazy and mean when she was drinking. She was diagnosed with bipolar and wouldn't take her medication regularly. Mm-hmm. And the alcohol made it worse. She was a fighter when she was drinking. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Often on nights when she would coke herself up and drink the night away is when just it got worse. It got to the point where one of their friends caps. She started saying like homophobic slurs to him one night. And he was like, it wasn't even the fact that she said it. It was more the fact the way she said it yeah. was so demeaning, was so like demeaning. Um, but Zach didn't really care that much. He was after it. And eventually they became dating and moved in together real quick. All right. So he so, moved out of Lana's house into her house. Correct. Okay. 
So now we're in August of 2005. So hold on, let me see the last place we were at. Uh, we were in December of 2004. So like six months, right? Yeah. Um, remember August 2005. Mm-hmm. Remember what happened in 2005? August of 2005. Yes. That's when he left the military. Nope. Do you remember what happened then in the United States? Oh, um, I graduated and um, no. Hurricane Katrina. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Was a Hurricane thing. Katrina mm-hmm. yeah, was about to make her landfall. Zach and Addie lived in the French Quarter, which is the highest area. So they decided, you know what, we're going to stick it out. Okay. But you remember, so actually in New Orleans in this time, the government failed the state of New Orleans. They did. 100% failed the state. Okay. Like what a disappointment. Like, I mean, I feel like our justice system and stuff fails often, but this was a fail to the entire state and the entire people of New, of New Orleans. Yeah. Um. So... They decided they were going to stick it out. Lana was getting ready to leave, and she asked Zach, like, what are you going to do? And he said, no, we're nothing. Like, we're going to stay. And she was furious. She's like, we have children. Like, so she even invited Addie. She's like, bring Addie with you. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, but they're like, no, nope, we're going to stay. Zach and Addie prepared themselves by stocking their apartment full of liquor and food that they could get from Hogs Bar. Okay. They we became beer nuts and pretzels. Yeah, <laughs> right. they Grenade. actually became like local celebrities. Um, they would party with everyone who stayed. They would have cookouts and serving drinks from like their little apartment. Uh, I mean, okay. they were even on like interviews on TV shows okay. for like I don't know. I guess people thought that they were giving back to the we community. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack Jones, a neighbor. He was actually fully prepared with more food and water than anyone else. Um, especially like the, where is it? Like the Coliseums and stuff that were overloaded that were running out of water. Yeah, like now, the dome. He had it. Yes, he had it. He had so much for them and their friends. He accepted them in, um, helping them helping them as well. And I think he was like rich. He even had like a phone, like a satellite phone in case they needed something. Um, the few left in the quarter. So usually there's about 4,000 people that live inside the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. But there were about four dozen that stayed. I feel um, like that should be your sign. That should be your sign. Um, they became like a tribe. So like the news referred to them as their tribes. You know, their certain tribes, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, which is actually something Zach had been searching for since he left the army. He you wanted know, to like, feel like. He it, wanted like, to feel like a unit again. Yeah. And he wanted the support. So with Jack and all these, you know, their other little tribe members, they caps, they felt like he was getting that support. You yeah. know, the brotherly support. Probably not what he needed, but. Until one day when they were going, um, they were out getting supplies, quotation marks, mm-hmm. which like I'm guessing that just means they were looting at a grocery store. Yeah. Um, Addie was inside and he stood outside watching until Addie was attacked by a man and almost raped. She managed to break, break free, but this was her downfall. It brought back a lot of her dark, dark past. She was born in North Carolina and did not um, have the best life. Yeah. I know that at one point she said that she was like by someone in her family at the age of like 13 you know Mm -hmm. something like that yeah um she started having breakdowns losing her temper and her sanity more and more jack recalls one day where they were outside grilling burgers and everything and apparently the flies post katrina were not like regular flies they were mega flies and like once one of them landed it was like swarms you couldn't control them and so they had landed near the burgers or whatever 
and she just had this mental absolute breakdown crying and screaming you know like and that sucks because yeah. that's annoying um another cherry on top of this sunday was the fact that the city was then run over oh sorry sorry my bad. no you're good do we um do we need to pause it was i'll call up it was my mom i'll call oh. her back um so it was run over taken over by the pol- police and the platoons marching in the streets okay um so if they could stand out um on their patios and stuff you would see you know, they're all their units marching down the street looking for survivors. Actually, police were looking for weapons because they were running low. Yeah. Um, but this kind of triggered his PTSD. Thinking about, you know, that should have been me. Those are my, you know. Yeah. By September 19th, residents started returning to, to, to New Orleans. Yeah. Yes. So that was September 19th. Post-Katrina people. But the people returning meant that their tribe was being separated more. So the ones that stayed were not happy when people they, came back home. Like, they I guess didn't they want people to come home. I like, guess they just wanted the whole city to themselves. Okay. Well, they well. probably did because they felt like they were a close knit community. And then now it's back to a big, bustling right. metrop- metropolis. Yes. So I, they just wanted the whole city. Life started returning back to normal ish or however much it could. In October, um, the pair returned to their job, um, and Addie started pushing Zach to start helping with their children more. You know, you're go yeah. be a dad. Like, yeah. Um, which, like, you should have done in the first place, but yeah. who am I to, you know, who like, am I to judge? Okay. Yeah. Like, why is the, why is the cracked out Coke? angry girl telling you to go be a dad like i feel like at that point maybe like that should have been like your clue like way before that you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. um lana and the children were actually still in texas at this point they were coming home uh they were about to come home and she had to work lana had to work two jobs in texas just to keep up zach had not contacted them or anything after katrina Nothing. I feel like at that point, you're no longer a dad. So naturally, she thought he was dead. But when she returned home and found out he was alive, she was mad as hell. I would be too. Uh, Yeah. So she shows up at their apartment with a baseball bat in hand. Luckily, he wasn't home. Addie was, and she would not answer the door. But after he heard about it, he called and asked, hey, can we meet up with the kids? She said, we can talk. We can meet up, but I'm not bringing the kids. No, you're you're not their dad anymore. Right. He also told Lana that because of the baseball bat thing, Addie doesn't want you to come over, doesn't want anything to do with you because you scared her. Oh, how sad. Like, what? Like, how sad for her. You know what scared me is the fact that I didn't hear from you and I thought you were dead. Yeah. So, like, your children have not heard from you and thought you were dead. Right. And you expect to now come back into their lives. They've grieved you. They've moved on. Right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so it pissed off Lana because she's like, why are you so concerned about Addie's feelings? You have two children. Like yeah. I, Lana's like, I don't care about me. Like what about the children? Yeah. Like why are you so concerned with one lady? But whatever. So they reluctantly agreed to a bi-weekly visit. Yeah. Um, Addie agreed and she seemed excited at first and she would go, she went out and like bought them new clothes and everything. But when the kids were there, she would stay out all night um, and really wouldn't have anything to do with them. Eventually, making him get her a hotel room whenever the kids were around. So, we like the idea, but we don't actually want them. Correct. You know? 
Like, I like the idea of you having kids because it makes me sound grown up. Yeah. But I don't actually want to have to raise them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see them or anything. Yeah. I just like the title. Yeah. I'm set on. <laughs> but the kids are at the age now where they, like, were starting to understand and could kind of see what was going on. And it kind of made them uncomfortable. Um, a lot of their friends said, like, this is where things started to turn sour. The couple decided, you know what? Like, maybe we should, like, reunite with some of our older friends. Um that we had, you know, before Katrina, just because we've kind of lost everything in between. Yeah. And maybe that'll give us our happy life back. They actually reunited with one of their friends, Squirrel. Oh. He was a good buddy. Okay. But he was also a drug supplier. Well, with the name Squirrel, I would have never guessed. So they actually lost contact with him because he was in a really bad accident or something like that right before Katrina. But then he got better after Katrina, whatever. So he stopped having drugs. And yeah. And so they lost contact. And now he's better, has drugs again. So it, correct. Correct. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. They got better jobs and life started to actually seem a little bit better. Zach regained his popular stature in the community and you could just see him happier. Um, You could see him trying harder. You could see him healthier. Yeah. It made Lana uh, feel better about the situation until the spring of 2006 when the pair started their drug and drinking binges again. Great. Mm -hmm. One night during one of their binges, Eddie lost her temper. On Zach and Caps. Remember the guy she made homophobic slurs? Yeah. Homophobic slurs to? Um, Who told... I mean, she went off on them. And so Caps wrote her the next morning and said, if you ever do this again, I'm never I'm never speaking to y'all again. Whatever. Why she, would you? Why would you? I don't know. Um, Zach also decided, you know what? I'm over it. I need a break. So he hopped on a train and went to Oregon to visit his family. Um, The couple was devastated without each other. Oh, how sad for them. Devastated. After a few weeks, Caps realized what was going on. He realized, like, he really needs to come home. Uh, he even bought Zach a plane ticket to come home to fix Addie because she, like, wouldn't leave her apartment. Yeah. Um, That, of course, the couple had a precious little reunion for three days, not leaving their apartment. <laughs> yeah. But that three days did not last very long when they went back into their cycle of drinking and fighting. Why would this time be any different? Right. I mean- oh, we're not done. Wow. So, Caps was close to both of them. Uh, so, he never really, like, wanted to pick sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. But after one really brutal fight, he chose sides. And he said, you know what, Zach? You can just move in with me. Addie showed up a few days later to Caps' apartment. And she demanded that he come back home with her. So, he just hang- hung his head and went. Oh, yeah. Well, she said so, so. Yeah. I mean, I think Caps then was at the at this at the point where he knew, like, this is toxic, and I'm not going to fix it. I'm not going to change it. I can't fix these people. Right. It continued with him having to get hotels or staying on couches until he moved in with Squirrel. Oh, Squirrel. Oh, Squirrel. In which one day he recalled Zach opening up about the struggles of the war, finally opening up about it, about the struggles of the war and things that were really getting, getting to him. Well, Squirrel was in his high drunken stage and actually shot him down saying, like, I was a medic in the war. What did you even do? Squirrel said that? Yes. Because he was also in the war as well. Okay. Uh, now, that's one of his biggest regrets. Um, he said, I I should have been better. I should have let him. That could have been an outlet for him. Right. You know, but like, you fucked up. Yeah. What a shitty friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, don't compare things when I'm trying to, like, vent Just to you about something. Just because you've had it bad doesn't make my struggles any less Yes, valid. everybody has struggles, and they, they handle them their own way. If I want to, like, 
if I want to vent about something, please don't try to one up me on that. Just right? let me vent. Just let you me. probably had it harder than I have, but like, let me just sometimes I just want to get it out. Right. Yes. So um, this has nothing to do with this, but it kind of does. It reminds me of a child, like a baby. Babies cry all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is literally the worst day of their life. And yes. you feel sad for them because, or you're like trying to make it better because it's, it's a child and it's the worst day of their life. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to adults and when we get upset, we're like, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, we don't care. Yes. Like, this is literally the worst day of my life. Oh, I don't care. Yes. Uh, it's not a big deal. Well, like, it could always be worse. Like, yeah. just let me think it's the worst right now. Right? Let me sulk for a minute, okay? Like, this is the worst to me right now. Can we not yes. feel bad for Or at least, yeah. like, mm -hmm. have Sometimes some adults just want sympathy. Yeah. I don't care if people are like, I don't want any sympathy. Sometimes you do, and that's fine. Right? You are allowed that. You are allowed to feel like you deserve emotions. Right? Your, your feelings are valid. Your emotions are valid and you deserve su support even when people like are being bitches right even and they're like when, she just needs to suck it up no even when in the grand scheme of things it's really not that big of a deal to well, me it, it is. is it is to me correct it is to me today yep so so today i need love yeah we need love and support not i mean not every day you know but yeah. some days you just need a fucking hug and you need to right? somebody to just fucking listen and yeah. don't sit here and tell me it's gonna be okay like no no i just want you to listen to me right i don't need you to fix my problem I just right. Need you to listen to it. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, Tangent. Um, let me figure out where I was. Okay. So he said he regretted that. Um, but the saga continued after this because why not? Yeah. Uh, eventually they started to like alarm everyone around them, even like strangers. One night, Addie went on her rager and threatened a man with a gun in the French Quarter. Always good. Always yeah, great. but she ran off and went back to her apartment until the man showed up to her apartment with the police. Oh. They searched her apartment and they found some pot and some other paraphernalia and arrested her and charged her with aggravated assault and possession. Oh. Mm -hmm. Although Zach had the money, he refused to get her out. I wouldn't get her out Which either. Which surprisingly though, because you know they're always on back and forth, back and forth, whatever. But they must have been off. You know, off again, on again. Yeah, but like, I'm surprised he didn't just like get her out. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I mean, I get it. Um, so she got she got some of her friends who collected the money to get her out a few weeks later. Ooh, weeks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but she wasn't pissed at Zach. They got okay. right back together as soon as she got out uh, over it because they started their bullshit again. Okay. Mm -hmm. September. They had another infamous fight. In which she shoved him out of the apartments. The neighbors heard him scream and saw her shove him, whatever. Police got called by the neighbors. The police show up and he's sitting on the front steps of the apartment. Why, why he didn't do this before, he tried to like sneakily get rid of a bag of pot. <laughs> okay? Okay. But they saw him. Yeah. Um. So he gets arrested for possession. Yeah. Nothing happens to her. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, well. But she bailed him out of jail two days later. Okay, this is horrible. Okay, it's it's like it's not funny because this shit is ends up crazy as shit. Yeah, like I know this sounds crazy, but you don't even know. Okay, and okay. you're gonna be so like I said, you're gonna be so disappointed you haven't heard this before. Yeah, I'm already disappointed. Yeah, all right. So the drama was wearing on Zach as he started to seek attention elsewhere, at gay bars, yeah. making a boyfriend, oh. a local real estate agent. Okay, I know you're so right it's not where i thought this no, was going no nobody okay. did he kept this a secret until squirrel just like asked confronted him one day but squirrel like swore to secrecy 
uh, which he actually never did say anything, but word spreads fast in the French quarters. Yeah. Because it's actually a tight knit community. Yeah. Um, and it got back to Addie causing her fury and her rage. And she taunted him constantly. She even went through his phone. All the women in his phone called them, told them he has AIDS because he's gay, hung up the phone and deleted these women's number. What is wrong with you? Ah, uh, doll. Okay. She went farther into her spiral, and then she ran out of money. Yeah. She lost her apartment because she started a fight with her landlord. You know, like one does. Mm-hmm. And you know what she did? What? She asked Zach for help. No. Mm-hmm. No, Heifer, no. Yep. But he gave it to her, didn't he? He agreed to front the money for a new apartment, but said, uh, we're going to agree to move in together, hoping maybe that'll help him out. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> it won't. I, it's not it's not it's not working okay this is not a good idea the new landlord handed them the keys right then because he's like here's the apartments ready thank you for you they had the first and last month's deposit yeah. he's like here's the key i'll write up the the lease agreement later yeah so two days later Addie showed up at his office telling the landlord like no sir i want a six month lease but i want it in my name only So she was kind of like getting on his nerves. So he just wrote the lease by hand just to appease her until he could figure it out. Until five minutes later when Zach called Leo, the landlord, and told him, um, you just screwed me over. I paid for this apartment, but now she's kicking me out because she's the only one on the lease. Yeah. He decided I've got to go find the couple and talk to him. But when he approached the apartment, he heard them screaming about Zach cheating on her with another man. And he was like, nope. I'm out of here. I'll come back later. Not doing this. Right. Not doing this. Not the time. Oh, Zach was furious. He was supposed to get the kids this weekend in this apartment. And he was trying to get his life together and be a better father. But the fight continued and throughout the night. Okay. Getting worse. Yeah. Throughout the night. Okay. Mm -hmm. Zach stayed at the apartment that night because he wasn't leaving. He woke up the next day, went to work. Cap saw him on this day and mentioned like, bro, you look so bad. Yeah. Like, what is ha- what is happening? He said, we fought all night long. Um, I'm exhausted. Addie uh, took the rest of my money and went back to North Carolina. Um, and we're done. And Caps was like, mm, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. But whatever. And because she threatens to leave New Orleans all the time. So he's like, okay. Yeah. Um, he left work that day, stopping by to see Jack. He asked Jack, he's like, hey, Jack, you want to go like on a last minute trip to to asia and jack was like okay no but like what's up like you look exhausted where where's Addie? what's up well he's like well she we got into a fight we literally fall night i've been drinking and uh you know she took all my fucking money she went back to new Orleans or back to north carolina where she's from and blah 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 blah. um he's like again he's like uh no no so then zach then realized like hold on i'm supposed to have kids this weekend so he called lana and he's like hey i need you to meet me bring the kids um, so he brought her, told her to meet me at the bar mm-hmm. at, um, I think he worked at Matassas at this point, maybe hogs too. I think he's working two jobs, brought him to the bar at that point said, get whatever y'all want. And he told Lana, he's like, Hey, we just moved into this new apartment. I need to clean it. I want to get it ready for the kids. And then can we switch weekends? So she's like, I mean, I don't know if Addie's going to be okay with that. Um, but that's fine. You know? Yeah. Whatever. He's like, well, I won't worry about Addie. Like we're, we're done. We're broken up. And of course, Lana's like a bullshit. Yeah, sure you, know. you are. Yeah. The next week, um, Zach went on another bender no Addie, just a wild ass week he ran into squirrel one night when squirrel explained 
that Squirrel was like, you know, they were partying on Ava. And Squirrel was like, bro, like, where's Addie? Like, this is not making any sense. Like, I don't even know. Like, is this real? Like, what's going on? Zach just patted him on the back and said, um, yeah, yeah, man, I'm going on a vacation. Tapped him on the back and left. Okay. Zach started missing work at Matassa, uh, where he worked with Caps. Causing worry for everybody. His boss came and was like, yo, like, where is he? Like, I haven't heard from him or anything. Well, Caps was worried. Um, so he called him, leave him messages, and he's like, mm, this is weird, you know. So eventually, Zach got back with him, and he's like, let's go out and party. So Caps like, okay, cool. He's fine, you know. Yeah. And then um, Caps moved into a new, new apartment, and he invited him for his housewarming party. Zach showed up. Like, it was, it was great. Um, so everything was great until... October 17th. Yeah. The fateful day in which he would go to the hotel, drink, uh-huh. and jump to his death. Yeah. Um, so, oh, no. you know, then the detectives go to Zach's dead body. Yeah. They open the plastic bag that contained his dog tags. Yeah. And they and found a note. Yeah. The note said, this is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took. If you send a patrol to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend, Addie, in the oven. In the oven. On the stove. In the fridge. Along with a full documentation on the both of us and a full signed confession from myself. Police were like, holy fuck. No, thank you. <laughs> they made their way to the small bed, small one-bedroom apartment on the second floor that the two shared and discovered the most grisly scene there was spray paint all over the walls um there were cigarette butts everywhere and oh when he died he made sure that he put 28 cigarette butt burns on his arms for the 28 years he had lived okay so some of the readings on the wall said call my wife i love her i'm a failure they're still legally married yes Okay. So right before this, Lana had actually taken him to dinner and was like, hey, I really need you to sign these papers. Right. Like, we got to get this done. Um, so I'm a failure, as well as please stop the pain. And the last one on the wall said, look in the oven. There was a large spray-painted arrow pointing down at the oven. And this is where they discovered the small legs of Addie stuffed in a turkey pan, charred. Mm. They then looked in the pots where they found her her head boiled in a large pot on the Mm. front burner and her hands and feet on the back burner. Mm. Her torso was found in a large black bag in the refrigerator and her rotting body parts were found outside of the refrigerator. But he had the air on 60 degrees on full blast, so it kind of masked the smell. But this was also post-Katrina. Yeah. Where everything smelled bad anyway. Yeah. Um... They had a, they found the journal with a full confession from Zach. He said, today is Monday, October 16th, 2 a.m. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, the 5th of October. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. He admitted that after he killed her, he had sex with her corpse and slept next to her. He woke up the next day and went to work. And in the days following, he realized he had to get rid of her body. So he brought her into the bathtub, cut her apart with a knife and a hacksaw, and did all the things with the body parts. 
Here's another excerpt from his journal confession. Halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you're now in, came after a while. I scared myself. Not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years and then desecrating her body, but my entire lack of report re- remorse. Scary. But, like, yeah. okay, I, I, I want to say this in the most, like, cautious way possible. It's terrifying, but, oh, God. But I hurt for him. Yeah, because his mental, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm literally defending a, a kill, killer. Like, I don't mean to do that. He shouldn't have done it. We should have given him help. Mm-hmm. He should have gotten help. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have done it. He self medicated with the booze and the, the drugs. Yes, the PTSD took over. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, and her being, you know, I'm not blaming on her either. You know, I don't know. That's a tough. They were bad for each other. They were so toxic. Ugh. They were so bad for each other. That was the only way that relationship was going to end. One of them was going to get killed, and <sighs> I don't like it. I don't. I, it's so uncomfortable. Okay, so mm-hmm. it also says I've known forever about how horrible a person I am. Ask anyone, and decided to quit my job and spend the la- spend the fifteen dollars fifteen hundred dollars in cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did: good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that will explain the shock. I had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. Mm. So word spread quickly through the French quarters because it's a small town. Yeah. Lana's friends called her and begged her, do not listen to the news. Do not turn on the TV. So she didn't, but she was still his legal wife. Yeah. So she had to make all the decisions. She had to do all the stuff. She had to call his family and tell them everything. She sent the kids to go live with his family for a while or go stay with them for a little while so she could just figure things out. Yeah. Because of the shock and local, like, embarrassment. I don't want to say embarrassment, but, like, notoriety, yeah. I guess. Um, the, deci- the family decided not to do a burial. They just had him cremated, and Lana was left with his ashes. Mm. Yeah. She lived a hard life after that. Uh, at one point, she decided to go... Um, on a road trip just to kind of clear her mind, but got stopped in like Arizona. I don't even know where it is. Arizona maybe or something and got arrested for a DUI. Um, but then she got out and was able to go get the kids and went back home. Yeah. Um, of course, word also spread about him being a cannibal and eating part of her. Yeah. Ashes or eating part of her body. But the coroner said that didn't happen. Um, but everybody still believed it because, like, it makes a good story, yeah, right? Yeah, how it was found, it seems like he did. And they taunted their family with it. And that's not fair. No, it's not that kid's fault. Um, she was reported saying, like, ultimately, she's glad that he ended it because, like, she wanted it to be over yeah. instead of living with that every day, knowing my dad's in jail for killing somebody like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, so it just ended in a better way for the children. It did. So that they didn't have to live with that forever. I mean, they still have to live with it forever, but it's better. Right. And so, like, I know somebody was saying, I was kind of telling somebody about it yesterday, and they were like, but, like, did nobody smell it? You know, one of the neighbors said they smelt it, but then again, post-Katrina. Yeah, so everything smells, and 
He's already got the um, air down to 60, so it's already going to mask some of the smell. Right. And, I mean, like, you smell it, but who thinks, I smell a dead body. Unless you have smelled dead bodies before, right. you're not going to think. And, like, he did say that that's why he turned on the air, because he got drunk, passed out with her head boiling and her legs in the oven and woke up to a terrible, like, charred smell. Yeah. So he just turned off the oven and um, because he killed her and then left her in the bed with him for a little while, I guess yeah. a couple days, um, she didn't have that much blood left. Yeah. So even in the bathtub, it wasn't there. W- there wasn't a lot of blood. Yeah. Um. But I he had to be in some sort of weird fucking trance to not. Uh, uh, huh. How are you going to live with legs in your oven? Yeah. Or in your fridge? I wouldn't be able to eat. Ew. Anything ever. Nothing. I mean, I can't murder someone but like that, but. Ew. No. Ew. That's so gross. In your house. That's so nasty. Let me move your legs out of the oven so I can warm up my chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, don't use that pan again. No. No, that pot. No, that's done. <laughs> no. You're done with all that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So, that is the story of Zach Bowen. How have we? How did we not hear this? Right. Apparently, it was a big thing then. I meant to call my aunt and ask her. Um, but I figured we had been talking about our New Orleans girls trip. Yep. We're fucking going to Hogs Bar. Yeah, we are. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we might even go see the apartment. So, apparently, which I'd really like to do if we go to New Orleans, is to do one of the ghost tours. Yeah. They take you to the apartment and stuff. Oh, yeah. In the ghost tour. Oh, we will definitely be doing right? that. Right? 110%. Right. So we'll take good. pictures and post them, too. Yes, we Stop. will. Right? Now we, like, have to go. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. my gosh. So, uh, let me cite my sources, though. Yeah. So, I listen to my podcast all the time, right? Okay. Um, But, like, sometimes you get all caught up on the podcast you listen to. So, I went back to, like, season one, episode one of, you know, Southern Fried True Crime. Love her. Yeah. Um, and this was season, episode three and four of the original. So I actually listened to it on a bunch of podcasts that I yeah. cannot remember the name of because I wanted different versions of the story. Mm. I got it from NicoleKinney.com, HistoricMysteries.com, Mirror.com, and a YouTube. It's called Stories with Stephanie. So YouTube.com, Stories with Stephanie. Okay. And they will all give you more background on it. Um, I tried. This is 12 pages. Um, y'all know I usually don't do this much background. Yeah. But I was like invested, especially yeah. because it's New Orleans and it's one of my favorite places. Yeah. And how did we not hear about this in the midst of Katrina? It's crazy. Right? Crazy. Like nutso. Nuts. And we did not hear about it. I need to call my aunt. Yeah. I'm excited to go now. I mean, I was excited to go before. I want to do a ghost tour. I want to do this ghost tour. We will. We'll so I'm going to find which one it is. And we're going <laughs> to go. Yeah, I'm so excited. Right? So excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, like, literally, I was like. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I didn't perfect. even start this one until we had mentioned New Orleans. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I just listened to this, like, the night before. Yeah. And I was like, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Right? That was really good. Right? Really How long was my story? Um, We're at 53 minutes. Oh, go me. Yeah. I mean, that's long. It is. But go me. Okay, so we were actually going to read Beth's episode, but because mine was so long, we are going to keep this as one episode. 
and maybe even have like a little surprise extra episode pop out in less than a week yeah just like a like a hello thank you <laughs> hi, hi yeah here. yeah oh my gosh we're how about we put it as the on the patreon yeah the mini one and then we'll do it as like a here's what the the page you know yeah okay, okay perfect so if you've heard of this story let us know if you haven't don't <laughs> um everybody just writes in i heard of it i heard of it i, 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 I actually <laughs> listened to last week's episode yeah. And it was really good. Our episode? Yes. Yeah. I was really happy with it. Good. I'm glad to be back. Yes. Oh, my God. It feels so good. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed the story. And I forget how much I enjoy doing this. Yeah. Just, it's the actual writing. Like, not even writing. Because when I get to writing, I get to... It's making yourself sit Correct. down. Correct. Stop doing all the other things that you're doing and sit down and write it. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I totally get it. Okay. So, um, thank you all for joining us today for our one episode. I'm going to find pictures on it. We're going to post them. It's super scary. Yeah. And then hopefully we can take a girl's trip to NOLA and get some more pictures and go visit the Very creepy. Oh, okay. So we love you guys so much. Don't forget to subscribe to our, whatever this is, podcast. Our podcast, mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review wherever you get your pod- podcast, preferably iTunes. Yeah. we you know. Like I don't care what you that. say on there. Just put a five star. Yeah. You well, know. No, I want you to say something. Like, I mean, like, hey. Hammer toes. Yeah, hammer toes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, go to our Facebook. Follow our Facebook. Um, we're still trying to get a thousand people on our TikTok so that we can go live. Yes. Uh, we have a website. And you can leave us a suggestion for a murder mm-hmm. on our website, mm-hmm. um, which is www.justanothermurdercast.com. Mm-hmm. Jordan worked really hard on it, so at least go look at it. Yes. Happy. Yes. And if you have a crazy story of your own, please send in your crazy story so yeah, we can read even that if too. It's not murder. Mm-hmm. Even, it's just something sketchy. Yeah. Anything you have sketchy, like let us know. We love it. Yeah. Don't forget to go to patreon.com. Um, there are different tiers. We will talk about them in the nep- next episode. Um, yeah, and big shout out to Candy and Emily for mm-hmm. being our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you. You um, actually pay for our podcast, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so look at the different tiers. You get special things with each one. Um, hear about it in the next episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>